Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. We have a full house today. I'm your host Ashwin. We're recording on a Monday instead of our typical Sunday, so apologies if you've been waiting for this one. But I'm joined by DJ in London and Varun in Singapore. Uh, guys, I can't remember the last time all three of us were on. It's just been a little bit of a hectic summer. Uh, lots, lots actually happened in the last four hours or so. I, and I've, you know, my time zone, it's early morning. I've just woken up and I'm dealing with and processing the news. So Varun, let me start with you. How are you feeling? I'm seeing the, the big announcement being Asia Cup squad, which there's been a little bit of chaos about India's ODI preparation and stuff. But how are you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Like, firstly, this is the weekend of comebacks. Like, we've got Jaspreet Bumrah playing again. We've got Sunny Deol in the theatres for those who have been following the Gather Two Mania. So it's been it's been pretty good. But yeah, I mean, coming to this this episode and what DJ titled it, right? He said, "What India's ODI preparation for the World Cup, man." This feels like an episode we should have done in like August or September 2022. It's one and a half months away from the the World Cup. And I was watching the press conference between Rohit and Ajit Agarka just today. And it still doesn't feel like we've got the playing 11 or the 15 or the 16 or the 17 or in some cases the 18 um, that have been finalized for the Asia Cup. I can only imagine that out of these 17 plus one reserve, that is the pool of players that we're going to pick our 15 from. But knowing India, you never know. So yeah, I mean, Ashwin, I won't get into it yet, but um, feeling good that the squad has been announced, feeling confused as to now what's the way forward. Yeah, it's interesting. DJ, hopefully you're back with us now. I know there were some tech difficulties. I uh, Let's just, without getting into any of the details, how do you feel about the fact that we're nine nine days out from the start of the Asia Cup? less than two months out from the start of the World Cup. And I mean, a lot of the news actually about the World Cup seems to be about logistics, right? The schedule came out later than normal. Ticket sales have been a pain. Date changes on the venue. Now apparently Hyderabad yesterday has asked for another date change because of scheduling. Just so, so how are you feeling in general about the fact that the Asia Cup squad has just come out and there's still a lot of questions, no lack of clarity on on getting down to that, close to that final eleven. Uh, are you asking about the logistics or are you asking about the final 11? Because they're two different questions. Right? I mean, we'll, we'll come to the specifics on the 11, but just start, let's start with the logistics. The logistics are ridiculous. I mean, this is the biggest fail of any World Cup organization that I've, I can remember in, in, the, in the past, I don't know, decade. It's shocking. Like, there's uh, no clarity on the schedule. Tickets have to be collected in person. There was a big announcement how the BCCI is going to provide free drinking water at stadiums. I mean, that is the level of facilities that spectators have. You can't... It's a joke how this has been organized, to be totally honest. No one can make plans to go anywhere. And I just feel bad for all the guys who are booking hospital checkups to watch India-Pakistan, right? Do you know what that story was? People had booked hospital checkups to uh, get... Hotel, well, there were no hotels in Ahmedabad, so they booked yeah. hospital checkups overnight. But now they have to cancel them. Are they going to reschedule them or, or what? Yeah, and the fact that the date changed is just poetic. I mean, and not that I'm making fun of it, the situation. It's tough. And it, honestly, this is the kind of trip we would normally travel for. Right? Yeah. You've seen, our listeners have heard us at many of these types of tournaments, and it's just been it's just been difficult. Yeah, and people have asked, are you going to watch it? I'm like, what do you even plan for? Like, at the moment, I can't even plan to call people over to watch the game at home because I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, I, you know, we'll have lots of time to talk about the World Cup, but why don't we talk about the Asia Cup first? And so, guys, I'm going to start sharing this, but I'll defer to you a little bit about the fact that, as Varun said, there is a 17-man squad that has been announced at the Asia Cup. It happened about three hours ago when I was fast asleep, and so I'm still processing the news. And in the second half of the show, we'll talk a little bit about the T20s that are going on versus Ireland, which sort of makes you question, why are we still playing T20s against Ireland without without our kind of A-team? But... Varun, let me come to you and start with kind of what's making the headlines and those that in the Asia Cup squad, and that is KL Rahul and Shreyas Ayer. Uh, they had a, a back injury. Ayer had a back injury. Rahul had a thigh injury, and they're recovered and they're back in the squad. What's your kind of reaction to both those guys coming back? It's very conflicting, man, because you have to talk about taking players on form, but then at the same time, uh, I do think KL Rahul has done well in the middle order at number five in the past. So that warrants a discussion. And he he seems to provide a little bit of sense and s- stability at that number five, which, which we haven't had for some time. So I like KL Rahul coming back. But let's be honest, like if he comes back, he's going to have to be the keeper. And so that's why I think... KL Rahul is definitely something that makes a little more sense. Shreyas Iyer is the one where we just haven't seen him in a while. But I think he's also a guy with a steady hand, right? And especially in India. Now, if this World Cup was being held in Australia or England, I would have been furious if Shreyas Iyer had been picked. And I would have said, this, this, this guy has no business to be kind of playing after a year out or nine months out. But again, it's in India. You've seen that your people like Sky have not done well enough to say Shreya Sayer doesn't even deserve a place in the squad. And so I started off the day feeling not great about it. I'm ending the day feeling better about it because maybe there just aren't alternatives. Yeah, and so it, very interesting. DJ, let me, let me start by saying, why do we still have 17 guys uh, with a kind of dotted line to 18, even though there's only 15 at the World Cup? And... Yeah, so let's start, start start with me there. What do you? What is the thinking there? Is it that hey, the Asia Cup will have I don't know six or seven matches that we th- I think we're guaranteed to play, or I I guess only two that were two or three that were guaranteed to play. But yeah, what's the thinking there? There's no thinking there. It's just that the World <laughs> Cup has fifteen, and we're allowed to take more than fifteen to Asia Cup. That's what Rohit's thinking was. There's they've not finalized it right, and that's the point. Um, I mean, we'll come to the people that have missed out, which for me. It's very interesting because Chehel's out, Ashwin, Washi, these guys haven't been picked up. Now I don't think they're going to find a way back. Although Rohit said, oh, uh, no one, the door is not closed on anybody, etc. But they are now, this is basically the audition to narrow down to the 15 plus whatever backups you'll have. I think it was 15 plus a couple of injury backups last time. And so that's what you get, or maybe two or three. Yeah, and there was a lot of discussion on on like the wicket keeper, for example, on do you need to play a do you need to take a backup keeper or do you just say, listen, if the keeper gets injured, we fly in a Samson or whoever the backup is quickly mm-hmm. versus traveling with them and having to include them in your side. Yeah, but it's also domestic, right? This time, so there's no issue with time lag and stuff. Like you just get on a domestic flight yeah, and you fly exactly. whoever. So I think this time the squad is probably less of an issue than getting visas and getting people on a plane, and that I guess is that slight difference this time. So so I think this is more a selection point of having 17. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Well, let me ask you about the spinners then, right? You look at, you think about who are our best limited over spinners, right? And so A, the, let me run through the list really quick. You have 
Ravindra Jadeja, who kind of no doubt, no point even talking about. You have Akshar Patel who made the cut, Kuldeep Yadav who made the cut. So that's three lefties. No Chahal, no Ashwin, which no, maybe no not Bishnoi. No, so no Bishnoi and no Washington Sundar. What, are you surprised by that? That basically means no right, no right arm off spinner, no right arm leg spinner. And so we basically are going with three. We're tra- am I, if I'm reading this right, we're traveling with three lefties, one of who is a wrist spinner, two of who are finger spinners. And yeah, what, what's what's the thinking? Are we going to rude not having the options for a right arm leg break? I mean, I do think so, man, especially when you look at other teams and spinners who have done well in IPL and other matches in India. I do think a, a right arm off or leg does make a, a lot of sense. So I think there is a little bit of a miss there. And I think that Asia Cup is going to be the chance to see if it really affects you. Um, the reality, the way I see it is, Akshar is the backup for Jaddu. And Kuldeep is the wrist spinner, right? The left arm wrist spinner. And so I'm happy with Kuldeep, uh, Jaddu and Akshar, to be honest. I was throwing in my head, is there a world in which all three play and you extend your batting lineup? But I don't, you know, if Akshar comes in at number eight, that is just a very, very powerful ODI batting lineup. But I don't see it happening. So again, it feels like our batting lineup is going to fall at number seven, like stop at number seven. Interesting. And I will come back to the batting. I want to I want to ask a little more about that because that's been that's been the, 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 the debate, right? How deep do you need to bat? Does it change in 50 overs versus 20? Do you pick your number eight and nine on their ability to bat versus their ability with the ball? DJ, let me ask you about the quicks before we go to... Uh, the batting, which which we typically spend most of our time talking about, right? So Hardik as all-rounder, vice-captain, no question about him, obviously, and his inclusion. But then I look down the list and I see Bumrah making his comeback, of course, Shami, Siraj, Prasid Krishna, and Shardul Thakur. So I'm we're playing, we're taking five full-time quicks and Hardik, as opposed to three spinners, for an Asia Cup and a World Cup that's going to be in the subcontinent. Is, is your expectation that from the 17 slash 18 the two that we end up trimming are basically quicks? That's a tough question because I haven't actually thought about who's going to miss out on this uh, from the 18 yet. I've only thought um, of the people that are definitely not in the 18, not being part of it. So Bumrah, obviously, number one. I think Siraj probably edges Shami in the ODI stakes as the guy who takes wickets with the new ball. Prasid, they are taking to test him for kind of longer spells because he's made his comeback in the Ireland T20s and he was the middle overs enforcer guy, like the kind of Liam Plunkett role uh, for India that we we like to see. A tall hit the deck, uh, taking wickets in the middle overs. And then we talked about this. I mean, Shardul gives you a little bit with the bat, a little bit with the ball. I don't know who's going to miss out, to be totally honest with you. It's very hard to drop a shami as well because he's, he's a class bowler, right? Sorry, I don't have an answer for this as yet. To be honest, Varun, do you have a perspective on the quicks? Like, how you you pretty clearly assuming full fitness walk in with Bumrah and Shami, and so then do you need a third quick? Do you play a Shardul in addition to a Hardik? Obviously, some of it depends on the pitch and all that. But do you need Prasid, Shardul, and Siraj? That's the third. And one. yeah, I'm going to ask you actually. Are you, do you think Siraj is behind Shami or ahead of Shami in ODIs? Man, I I mean, I like Shami too much. So I think he's behind Shami. Varun but is he's, having the same reaction. Being like, we have had the same guys now for so long. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, I would be happy to just get a Prasid in as well, man. Like just to, like change it up a little bit. But I think, I think they'll start with a Shami. 
and a Bumrah. That's what my gut feel is, just based on the senior bowlers. And then that I, I do think there'll be three pacers, man. I just it's this it's this burning question that we never have the answer to. Is should Shardul play or should you play a proper uh, a seam bowler? I, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to the Asia Cup just to see how they're going to kind of play with that. Like it doesn't swing that much. And yes, he bats well, but he bats well one out of five or seven games. So it's it's not an easy decision. But I want to say I'm very happy to see Prasid there. And I also to answer your question, I do think one fast bowler is going to be left out. Interesting. So I guess my question is, do you do we really see a world where we play three quicks plus Hardik plus Jadeja? Right? For me, you have to have a Jadeja basically batting at maybe seven, most likely even eight if you want to have the stability, which means you have room for Kuldeep and two quicks. Uh, but I'm curious, DJ, I know you're a big fan of Akshar. He's been kind of, he's been termed Jadeja's backup and we talked about this last week, but do you see him making his way in? Yeah, that's the point, right? Do you back your all-rounders like the because they balance the team a bit better than having a Prasid who can't really bat, to be honest. Are you calling Shardul and Akshar the, the same level of all-rounder though? No, I didn't say that. I said they are just all-rounders. I didn't say that. I don't put word, words in my mouth. Uh, but Akshar, Akshar is a, a better batter than, than Shardul. Right? It'll depend on the pitch. If the pitch is taking spin, you will play Jadeja and maybe Akshar. I don't see us playing three spinners. So that will be the challenge from our perspective. But it does balance it out a little bit better where you've got Shardul being able to bowl a little bit alongside the two, let's say the premier quicks, the out-and-out quick bowlers. So Shami, Bumrah or Shami... Uh, Siraj or Bumrah Siraj whoever those guys are and then you have the Jadeja followed by the uh, all-rounder whether that's Akshar or Shardul I think depends on the pitch so I think we will rely on that with Hardik not being counted on to bowl a full spell that's the challenge yeah fair enough and and Varun I'm going to come to you and ask you about what the last all-rounder spot which I always say is an all-rounder but we often think about a batsman and that's of course our wicketkeeper so we we talked about Rahul coming back Pending full fitness, that was sort of a gimme, right? He's he's been a mainstay in this in this ODI side, maybe even all format for a while. And then Kishan uh, edging out Samson as the as the backup wicketkeeper. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think Rahul will start to keep? Do you think Kishan will find his way into the squad at the top order because of his keeping prowess? It's, uh, and where do you think that's going to go, Varun? Yeah, so I think the the issue for me is they've not developed Kishan anywhere except the opening spot, mm-hmm. and so I think that's going to come back to haunt them a little bit because. Rahul may not be able to play mm, 15 ODIs between now and 18th November or 20th November, whatever that is. So I, my, I, I think Rahul is going to be the preferred choice. And to me, it does make sense. But I think somewhere down the line, there's always going to be a risk that he's not going to be able to play. And then you're going to be forced to play Kishan. And they have been grooming him. But then the million dollar question, what position does he bat at? And... Yeah, I do have some thoughts on on the batting lineup too. But let's talk wicketkeeper first. I think it'll be preferred Rahul, second option Kishan. But Kishan likely to get uh, more games than he or anyone else would think. Right, so you hear, you heard it here first. Varun made the prediction, I think it was last World Cup, that Rishabh Pant would not start but would come in mid-World Cup. Now you're um, hearing Ishan Kishan. Uh, every every bone in my body wants to make that same prediction this time. Especially because I saw... Did you see this Nets video? Yeah, there's sort of Nets. He played some sort of oh, sorry, I mean match the, on a the, smaller the, ground and he just yeah. like wrist flicked one for six. And I like stood up when I saw that. And um, yeah, it's also his five-year anniversary this week of... 
I think playing uh, playing test cricket where he hit a six on the second ball. I saw something on uh, Instagram about that too. So yeah, just been seeing a lot of punt, but I will not make that same prediction this year. Yeah, but if it did happen, we would all be thrilled. It only took us about 15 minutes to get into the talking about Rishabh Pant. You know, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know we're lovingly dubbed the Rishabh Pant show by many of you. Right, Varun, we would, of course, want to talk the batting, and we will go through that in depth. We're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back to talk the batting, and then spend a few minutes maybe on India Ireland, because, you know, that's been that's been going on too. Uh, this is the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. DJ, we got the opportunity to talk briefly about this role of Rahul versus Kishan. There's been a, there's been a, a lot of interesting debate that's starting now about the Asia Cup batting selection. And let me specifically ask you one question before we go through the rest of them. I have talked a lot about our inability to, to see past f- different formats and form in different formats. And we are one big tournament away from the biggest ODI tournament. And we have drafted in this this younger talent who has never played an ODI. And I'm talking about Tilak Varma. Big, big fan. Let me caveat with I'm a huge fan. He has had an outstanding run. And you did see you did see the temperament, as they called it, as Agarkar called it, I think, that in the T20s that showed that he could be a good ODI player. But he has never played one before. DJ, simple question is, is the Asia Cup the right stage to offer somebody a potential debut? Yeah, why not? We don't play enough uh, multilateral cricket, I guess. And if you had to test anyone in a scenario where you're playing different opposition on different days, why not? I mean, the Asia Cup is as big a tournament as you can have outside the Champions Trophy and the World Cup. So I like I like the selection. Uh, my question is going to be, is he actually going to get a game? Because both Rahul and Ayer are back. So when are you going to play him? Yeah, so so Varun, let me ask you this then. And I think uh, I'm trying to keep up with the comments coming in as well. By the way, uh, somebody sends, Amit sends a nice to see the Holy Trinity back. So that was fun to see. I think the the randomly systematic says, can anyone with more bowling credentials edge out Shreyas? And that's my question for you. Is Tilak in after what we saw about Jaiswal and Tilak potentially being backup bowling options? And is that the role he potentially plays as as a middle order batsman? No way. Like, there's no way. He's coming in to bowl. He may not even get a no, game. No, not to bowl. But pick, but from a medium, long-term standpoint, are we trying to pick more batters who can bowl four or five overs, right? There's been a lot of chat about Sort Ganguly and Sehwag and Yuvraj and Raina and Sachin who all played together at one point and all could bowl. And now we have none. I, I think those guys bowled before they came into international cricket. So, like, if they were playing Ranji or whatever division they were playing... I'm sure the captain called on them even when they were 16 or 15 to bowl three overs, four overs. And so it was not alien to them. I think with the announcement that's come out recently, it's like we are going to make Jaiswal and Tilak bowl. Not that they have been bowling and they can bowl. It's we are going to make them bowl. So sure, forward-looking statement and forward-thinking, but I don't think any I don't think that is the immediate plan. And this question was asked in the press conference again, which I, I don't know why I was watching it, but DJ said it's on and I quickly Googled and figured out how to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, Rohit Sharma still making jokes about it. He's like, you you know, Dhoni had a squad where like eight people could bowl 
and um, that was really lucky for him. And then he said, I don't have that. I'm, I I just make do with whatever's available. And then he kind of said, you know, maybe Kohli and I will have to vote. And that didn't get too much of a laugh. So it's that's just how it is. Now. Yeah, I mean, interesting. So, so DJ, let me come to you and then ask about the, about the banning, right? And almost, so no surprise other than the fact that there was, seemed like there was a, a list error and you guys were both shocked for a second that Gil was omitted, but he was uh, he's actually in the squad. So that just seemed like it was a publishing error. So Rohit, Gil, Virat, no question, right? No. Okay. So then you come to... No, is that your yeah. top three or... Like, I would play Kohli at four. Sorry, I just meant in terms of, like, likelihood of playing. Oh, in the okay. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Rohit and Gil opening. And then and then you come to Kishan, Rahul as the two wicketkeepers, Ayer, Tilak, Sky, and Hardik. Thoughts, reactions, surprises to kind of that that selection? So, for me, Gil and Rohit open. Kohli bats at three because he's always batted at three. And it, I mean, if there was ever a time for him to drop at four, it would have been the last World Cup. And he didn't even do it then. So, uh, uh, number four for me, I think I would like to see Tilak Varma play the Asia Cup at four. But Varun, let me quickly ask you on that because Shastri has also said now in the news yeah. that Kohli should bat at four. So what's Yeah, your... I think you got to evolve. I think you, you, I think, I think Kohli has to bat at four. There's no doubt in my mind. I think solve the problem of quick wickets falling early, India not being able to recover. I think if you look at stats, he does well in the middle overs. If you look at more stats, I'm pretty sure when Kohli bats towards the 40, 45th over, India wins more often than not because he's set in. So for me, that is a no-brainer. Like I would... I, if I was Kohli, I would put my hand up and say, guys, I'm going to bat at four. Yeah, and listen, his his average is 57 in ODIs. His average at number three is 60.2. And he's played at four 39 times and he averages 55, right? He's got seven centuries and eight half centuries at number four. So it's not that what you're saying is is absolutely unheard of crazy. But sorry, DJ, let's go back to you. No, so for me, I think there are people better suited than him to who would bat at number three instead. I'm leaving that for Varun. Yeah. And 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 that is a debate, right? That is the debate. Like, you could have a Shreya Sayer batting at three uh, because I think Rahul is definitely more suited to five. You could have a Kishan batting at three since he's a top-order batsman. And you could have like a Sky. Okay, so so, like so, so are we yeah. saying that Sky would bat three above Kohli? No, I'm not, I'm not like saying he the would. Greatest, possibly one of the greatest number threes to ever have played the game will be replaced by someone Ashwin doesn't even think should be in the squad. No, I'm saying based on the 17 players uh, that are there, I'm just saying that these are the two or three options I think could play at three if a Kohli drops to four. Now, I so don't I think, think Sky... the only scenario that will be is if Kishan has to open for some reason. And then you yeah, play Yeah, then you three. play Gil at three, for example. Then, like, that's another possibility. Mm, yeah, DJ Varun will be back in just a second. Let's walk through what you think your top your top order is going to be. And, and think through for me the left-hand, right-hand combinations as well, right? Yeah, so for me, the Gil... Uh, Rohit, Kohli, Tilak, the left hand. Rahul comes in at five. We could keep a batter. Sorry, you were saying? No, no, I'm just processing. So Tilak at four. Yeah. Rahul five, okay. Six, uh, either Jadeja or Pandya. But both of them will play, right? Six, seven. Six, seven, okay. So you've got to seven. What that doesn't allow for is a is a, is an Ayer. Yeah. Right? And he isn't... He hasn't played much. But I think what goes in Tilak's favour is his left-handedness. Mm-hmm. And he's in good form, right? You've got to pick players that are in good form that you've seen the temperament. He's not in good ODI form. He's never played a 50-over match for it. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's looking like he he's he's hitting the ball yeah, well, right? Haven't we made this mistake before? We played Sky too, probably too early in ODIs. We've just... We, 
how, why do we keep confusing T24 with ODI format? Just, anyway, keep going. I'm very passionate about this question. No, and, and I, I get it. I get it. I mean, you'll see how he bats, right? And that's what I'm keen to see him get a game so that if you aren't going to pick him in the squad, you say, I can't, uh, we won't pick him in the squad based on this. This is his trial, pretty much. It's it's the only thing that he's got to show because uh, he's done well in the T20 game so far, right? Um but that's the top seven for me. The only question for me is really around Rahul's fitness and who bats at number four. And I actually think Tilak gives you that left-handedness to just chain things up enough to edge him ahead of Ayer plus the injury. And so let me ask the question then very clearly. And I'm sorry, we started this with this in the first half of the episode, but I'm coming back to it. You are comfortable with your eight being basically an eleven. Because we don't have a number eight who can, unless you're, unless you're saying Shardul walks into the side. Yeah, so that that's that's a thing, right? Number eight for me is actually a Shardul. Hmm. Okay. So because it Shardul just gives that extra balance. It's either Shardul or an Akshar, depending on what the pitch is. For me, number eight is is one of those two all rounders, and then that leaves then one spot for a rest, wrist spinner, so Kuldeep. And two quicks, and that's it. That's that's the eleven for me. Yeah. So Kuldeep, two quicks, Hardik Jadeja, and then that number eight is either if you need an extra spinning all rounder or a both fast. Correct. That's and so you'll make up your fifty overs that way with Pandya covering him enough, I guess, because a Shardul and a Pandya can bowl a ten over spell between them, whereas an Akshar can actually bowl his own his own ten and also bat and hold his own. So. It's so hard, man. It's so it, hard. It just thinking is. Of I don't envy them. Yeah, I don't envy the yeah. selectors. It's not. I've got all these position. notes on my phone for the squad, like with all the multiple options. Even Ashwin is not even in here. Washington's not even in here. So, yeah. Anyway, I think there's no question to me about Rohit Gill. Obviously, Kohli. I think I would, you know, Kohli plays three because that's where he's played played majority of his career. I think Ayer actually for me walks in back, walks back in at four. They're going to value mm. experience. They're going to value his. You know, Varun talked about losing wickets early and at, at 15 for three, do you want a Tilak at the crease or do you want a, uh, a an Ayer at the crease, right? With Ayer's experience across test cricket in India as well and his ability to, to control the innings a little. I love Tilak. I'm not, I'm absolutely mm. not hating on Tilak at all. But I just, I think he he's a little late to the party to make his, I mean, let's be clear. It's the 21st of August on the day we're recording this. There's one more T20 against Ireland. And then you go into the Asia Cup, your first match of who is against Pakistan. You're only guaranteed two Asia Cup matches if we don't don't make it to the next round. And then you go straight to the World Cup, right? There, or I think there's an Australia series in between, if I'm not mistaken. But but still, you're just not giving, you just don't have a lot of time, right? So for me, that question then comes in on, on number four, if you play Ayer, then is your five a, a Rahul six Sky? In that case, you've basically got no lefties in the order, or do you? And and this is where we're gonna this is where we're gonna get into get into some trouble if you have no left-handers. I mean, and that comes to whether Jadeja can bat further up the order. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I meant in the top five, I guess. And then you play Jadeja yeah. six, Hardik seven, or Hardik six, Jadeja seven. I'm gonna hit DJ a few comments really quickly before we before we wrap up the Asia Cup squad and talk about the T20s, but. We're getting a lot, a lot of coming in. The Nick so number one says without match fitness, no point having Rahul play, which is interesting. Best to start younger instead of having Kohli bowl the last over of a tournament. Some folks are saying Rohit used to bowl himself, just stopped. He can't blame him. He can, 
blame himself for that, nobody else. Uh, and then we're going to get another comment that said, form is form, right? To compete with the big boys, you need to use the T20 ideology. And that's a really interesting debate. And I fully value that point. And DJ, that's what you've said. And I just fundamentally disagree. I don't think, I think Sky for me is the prime example of where we consistently assume T20 form will translate into ODIs. And it didn't. It's a different format. I think part of our problem is we've always thought about it as white ball cricket and limited overs cricket. And we have mm-hmm. not thought about I think you could India could easily have two very different sets of sides playing ODI and T20 because of how different the game is. You don't need the fitness to bowl 10 overs. Like on, let's say you pick an Umran Malik, you don't need him to be able to bowl 10 overs at those speeds. But four, maybe he can pull off. You don't need the temperament, the batting temperament to bowl 10 overs or to bat tw- uh, 50 overs or consolidated innings. You just need to bowl, yeah. to bat out 20. And so for me, I accept that form is form, but I think we we mix them up too often. And they've acknowledged that with Sky. They've said that he's going to bat six as the finisher. So he's going to only mm-hmm. bat a maximum of 20. Like a T20. 15, 20 overs, right? And like he does in the uh, T20 game. Mm-hmm. All right. Varun, of course, we've solved nothing. We've just continued to debate it. But I want to quickly talk a little bit about India. The only question I want to ask is, what has Kohli won since he started batting at three? About 16 Paytm trophies? Yeah. And and that's great for his personal cabinet. But (laughs) Didn't he bat at four in the last World Cup? Yep. Yeah. So, wow! That, Wait, in, that's my last one. No, no, the last World Cup we won. I've I've blanked out all the other World Cups that have happened since. I'm talking 2011. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he did. 2011. I don't care about any other World Cups that have happened yeah. since. So I just went there's a, straight to 2011. There's a chance that he batted number three at uh, in the Champions Trophy 2013, but mm. yeah, since 2012 he's been batting at number three, and India has not won. Anything so food for thought, but Ashwin, sorry to derail you. We should move on. No, it, I mean, more really chaos and confusion. Excellent. Champions Trophy 2013. I mean, doing the, the same final. thing over and over and expecting different results is stupidity, right? So let's pick Shami as our second seamer. I mean, Shami picks Siraj. I don't care, but it's all the batting, man. I mean, in the oh, Champions yeah. Trophy 2013, you had Rohit opening, you had Virat at three, you had Jadeja at seven. And then you, then the rest Virat of the three pretty different. Virat yeah, three made the highest number okay. of runs, forty three in the twenty over format. That was a champions trophy. <laughs> DJ was about to look to say, "Yeah, he's won one trophy." I was like, "Yeah," but he has. It, we haven't yeah, even won that. The downfall <laughs> started the twenty seventeen champions trophy. That fifteen for three started there, man. Yeah, but he's not done anything since twenty thirteen at three. That's it. Let's quickly talk about India versus Ireland because we're going to get some feedback if we don't. So I want to run through these really quick. Right? India's playing under the, the captaincy or the leadership of Jaspreet Bumrah. Uh, two, T, two T20s have happened already. One of them, Ireland batted first, made 139. And then India only got to make 47 for two, losing those two wickets just before rain came down and ended up winning by two runs on DLS. It would have been pretty fascinating if a third had fallen. I think we would have been behind DLS. But if neither had fallen, we were so far ahead of the DLS score. But... Varun, let me first come to you and ask, right? I think Bumrah bowled four overs, two for 24 in the first match, and then two for 15 in the second match, including what I have never seen before is a 20th over maiden in a chase without the side getting all out. If they get all out, it's, the math makes sense, right? You can you can bowl a maiden. But six dot balls, there were some buys, without without a a run conceded off the bat. I mean, how how great is Bumrah, man? How great was it to see him back, I guess? It was right. so good. It was just great. Like, I think I I couldn't see him bowl in the second game. I saw him bowl in the first one. And I think I saw four balls where the guy just beat the bat consistently towards the end of the innings. And it was just wonderful to see him back. 
Yeah. And and DJ, let me then ask you about kind of the rest of the bowling lineup, right? Arshdeep had bowled pretty well. Prasid, you mentioned Prasid got, walked back into the ODI uh, or walked into the back into the ODI, ODI setup after having been. I think last week's show you were asking where are all the other, what about all the other quicks? Prasid being one of them, and then two for twenty nine in that second game and two for thirty two in the first game. So a little expensive in the first one, but but pretty good to walk away with four wickets from the two games. Yeah, not a not a bad uh, comeback, I guess. He he proved that he could bowl well. He picked up wickets in his early overs, which is good for his confidence. Uh, so yeah, I guess that was just a test of his fitness and to see whether he was match fit. And again, uh, nice to see someone that we saw pretty regularly back in the team. Yeah, and then Varun, before we just wrap this, right? Guy quad opening with Jaswal. You'd think Jaswal is going to be the the quicker run scorer. And by the way, I noticed this week while watching, they have. The exact same vowels in their name in the exact same positions, like the structure of their last names. <laughs> the That's a really weird thing to point out. Like it is. You have the A and I, the second, and then you you even have the W in the same spot. So you just have to switch three of the consonants and you switch names. But I mean, that's so disturbing. Like DJ, <laughs> like that is, DJ, I don't know what to say. Like that is, I don't know. They do. So they do. Their, their names are one above the other on the scorecard on my screen because I watch these. So Gaikwad and Jaiswal, and you looked at the consonants. The G, the you swap the G for the J. names I mean, it can't be right because Gil is there, but um, it's great to see them. And I think they're—I think they're a great combination. They—they are the combination that right now I would love to see open. Like I would like—I really—I really enjoy seeing them both, and I like seeing Jaiswal uh, go after the bowling a little bit more, and he does get out because of that. And then I like to see Rutraj because he's just so—I really like the guy. I've liked him for the last couple of years, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right, DJ. Last question before we have to wrap. Number five and six in the second T20 when we were uh, put, put up 185. Rinku Singh and hits three sixes and just looks just looks peak Rinku Singh. And Shivam Dube. I mean, I think Varun sent an all-caps text when Dube hit that one six. And then the next ball, by the way, he hit another. And it's just, what is it, DJ, about seeing that that tall, lanky left-hander flick for six over deep backward square that just, just brings us brings back some memories? And Varun, I might have to come to you because I think DJ might be frozen. So yeah, it, good luck with technology today. I mean, let's just talk about uh, the UV factor, man. It was so good. It was just seeing him. If, if Like I was watching it in bed with like one eye open because it was late and I was just on a phone screen. It's a little blurry and it looked exactly like UV. So to me, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed watching Dubey. And then watching... Equally, Rinku Singh on the other end, like so it was beautiful. Just, I think he had a cover drive for six or something, and I was like so excited. And um, yeah, Gaikwad said this as well. Like Rinku comes in and just sees the wicket and the pace of the game, etc. Uh, maybe three, four deliveries because that's all the time you have in this format, and then he just gets going. So 
very proud of them. This looks like I mean, this looks like my IPL fantasy team, right? Off yeah. um, at the end of the tournament, if you look through the names, it does look like an IPL fantasy team. So I, I'm just too kicked. But it probably won't be our fantasy teams anymore because now everybody who's good has gotten a cap, and yeah. that means none of these guys are left to choose as uncapped. Of Including course, including Mukesh Kumar or whatever his name is. Okay, well, he's played now at all three formats. Man, he's at three <laughs> all all format player for India. He made. Yeah. His debut across all three formats within like two or three weeks of each other. Right. Gosh, guys, we could have talked about the Asia Cup squad forever. Nice to see India wrap up another. It's not Paytm. It's called Joy E-Bike or something. The series against Ireland. So that was exciting. Amazing. Basically, one more, one more T20, Varun, and then we go straight to the Asia Cup. I mean, and the first match of the Asia Cup is India-Pakistan. I mean, it just, hopefully they're getting plenty of good time in the nets. They're adapting to conditions, but... Yeah. yeah, it'll be exciting. I, I think the Asia Cup will help create hype for the ODI World Cup. So I'm excited because this is one of the yeah. first few World Cups since 96 where that hype hasn't been there. And I think the Asia Cup will help. So so I am excited about that. Yeah, I agree. I think some of it is just unfortunately because it's it, it's India as a host country, but poor planning, just not great logistics. The mascots have just, I believe, been revealed and they're just, they seem like some intern made them uh, in his basement. Like it didn't seem, that just doesn't seem like a great. It's not league. well planned and it's also not a format that is the same as it was in 96, 99, 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the combination. But I mean, no doubt all the big names come through. Ben Stokes is back out of retirement. Yeah. Uh, and um, and so big names are there. We'll talk more about this in October or September. But yeah, it it will be a party. It's just you need to build up and get excited about that party. Yeah, and fortunately we have some time. I think the Asia Cup is going to be great. Hopefully India sweeps the T20 series before then. Varun, that brings us to a wrap. It's been a fun episode. Nice to get all three of us back on despite some internet issues. By the time I guess we're back next, the maybe next week we'll do an Asia Cup preview in more detail. But then the Asia Cup is going to be on and it's going to be exciting. And hopefully India shows up well and starts to, starts to settle around an 11 that will become the core going into the world. Cup. That's it. Thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. We are at One Tip One Hand on all the social medias. You can write us in contact at onetiponehand.com. We always love to hear from you. We'll be back sometime soon to talk about everything else happening in the world as we switch from T20 mode to ODI mode. And we will uh, see you. We'll see you then. Thanks everybody for joining. This has been the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. 